Today's show is made possible by your friends, Ron and Don. They came super prepared, and they were quick to see that, even though I never told them. Uh, and I really appreciated that. Licensed Realtors with Windermere Midtown. When you're ready to sit down and strategize about your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Hey, you guys. Are you ready for the best show in the Pacific Northwest? Here's my dad to his boyfriend and friend. All right, you guys, here we go. It's episode number 137 of the Ron and Don Show. He's Ron Upshaw. I'm Don O'Neill. We are licensed brokers at Windermere. So if you're looking to sit down with us, let's do it virtually. All you have to do, there you go, is just go to ronanddonsitdown.com. It's a brand new website. Just go to ronanddonsitdown.com. Uh, coming up in this broadcast, we're going to talk a little bit about some NFL players uh, that are opting out. Also, in Major League Baseball, there's a whole team we think may just be opting out for the season. What do you do when you don't have a place to play baseball, when your country doesn't want you? And also, what do you do if you're another team and 12 members of your team have the COVID-19? Before we get to all that, though, let's get to this. And I think this is kind of interesting. Uh, Dateline, Portland, Oregon. I did a little research here, and for the past two months, there's been 114 federal officers that have been on the streets of Portland. What happened two months ago, and some folks in the Black Lives Matter movement are torn by this, what happened some months ago is the movement really started to wane, and less people started showing up. And in fact, you saw that here in Seattle, too, with the CHOP, when SPD showed up at 4 o'clock in the morning and said, hey, it's time to get out of your tents. We're taking the East Precinct back. People looked around, and they said, I guess they're taking the East Precinct back. And the air was on the balloon at that time. Now what you have, though, is you have 50 more federal officers that are headed to Portland as we speak. And the best that I can tell what's happening is every afternoon and evening in Portland, the Black Lives Matter movement, that's where you see people there. They're singing. They're celebrating. They have their lighters out. It is very uh, it is very kumbaya. It is very calm. It is very sweet. It is very nice. This is where we see some of the moms out there, some of the dads out there. And then, and then you have this group of mostly white young men that show up. They hide in the crowd, and then they begin to deploy themselves. And they're doing things very differently now with Roman candles, with fireworks, with explosives, with Molotov cocktails. And we saw that pivoting back to Seattle. We saw initially 21, no, 45 officers uh, that were hurt here in the city of Seattle uh, because of some of the skirmishes over the weekend. President Trump has now said in places like Albuquerque where there's a federal decree to overlook the police department. We have the same thing here in Seattle. Uh, and they have it in other places too, like New Orleans, Louisiana, in Chicago. He said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to send federal officers in and we're sending them in to protect the federal courthouses. What's interesting is nobody cared about the federal courthouses until these federal officers started showing up to protect the federal courthouses. And now, all of a sudden, people care about the federal courthouses, and they are showing up in droves. As a result of this, when we're talking about Portland, Oregon, we're not talking about the Black Lives Matter movement much. We're talking about these moms. We're talking about dads. We're talking about leaf blowers. And now you have federal agents that are going out. They're using leaf blowers to spray the tear gas back that they had just sprayed on the crowd. So it's a battle of the leaf blowers. 
I think the Black Lives Matter movement, Ron, has to be really careful here because we're talking about a lot of white moms from suburbia. When this is all said and done, they're going to go back to suburbia. And the same with dads. They're going to go back from blowing on crowds to, well, uh, blowing the lawn around, right? Yeah, this has been fascinating to watch. As you were talking about that, the thing that kept popping into my mind is how strong expectations and roles are. And this reminded me of the famous Stanford prison experiment. In case you didn't take this in psychology 101 in college, famous experiment in Stanford University. They they took a basement of a of a building and they turned it into a, a prison cell, uh, a bunch of prison cells, a makeshift prison. And they got volunteers to come in, all student volunteers, and they randomly assigned them to either being a prisoner or to be a guard. And so these were all college students. All of them knew they were all college students. And all of them were about the same age, same level of education. But when you came in, you just pulled a, a chip out of the hat and you were either a guard or you were a prisoner. And so once that happened, the, the, the thing was, we're going to pay everybody the same. You're going to come in here and we're just going to, you're going to be in prison for an amount of time. I think it was a week or something. And uh, if you were a prisoner, you got prison garb. You got a jumpsuit. If you were a guard, you got a police uniform. And then the roles were, we're just going to just be a prison. And what they found is as this rolled out is the guards began to act like guards and the prisoners began to act like prisoners because of the environment and the uniforms and the expectations that went with that. And so if a prisoner who's a college student who did no crime and has sat before no judge, if he got quote unquote out of line, one of the guards would put him back in line. And it got to the point where this escalated so far that there was almost a riot among the prisoners. The guards almost, uh, and they may have actually put hands on these men. I'll have to go back and reread it. So they had, a, they had an opportunity to shock them, and it didn't really shock them, and they were given the opportunity. No, that's a different experiment. Oh, is it? Different experiment. But they shut this thing down early. Hmm. They shut it down early. And so what it says to me, if we go back to a city like Portland or even Seattle, if I'm going to a march, and there is kumbaya and cookies and a, and a band that's going to play acoustic songs, that's a certain set of expectations that I'm going to come with. If I go to a different march and there are cement barricades and guys in riot gear holding uh, weapons at the ready, dressed in all black with shin guards on and face masks, that sets up a different set of expectations. And so this doesn't happen for everybody, but there's a certain amount of people that say... Oh, you want to fight? Then let's fight. If, if we're going to come out, in other words, if we show up for the football game, you got pads on, I got pads on, we're on a football field, and there's a football sitting in the middle, let's play ball. <laughs> right? And so that's just the, the expectation that's being set. I believe that Donald Trump knows this. I think he knows that this is red meat for his base that want law and order, that if he sends in these stormtrooper type type troops, that it's all it's going to do is enrage people and that everyone's going to fall into their roles. It's going to take the focus off of COVID-19 and the 150,000 Americans dead. It's going to take the uh, focus off of sagging poll numbers. It's going to take the focus off of... Uh, woman man tv uh you know memory test fiasco that just happened awesome. uh 
Uh, it's going to take the focus off of that. And it's going to put it on this situation where it feeds right into the, the folks that voted for him last time. They want law and order. They want everyone to stay in their lane and to not deviate from that lane as long as their lane's the best lane. So if their lane's the best lane, then everybody else stay in your lane. Don't come into my lane. Um, and it's, it's just a fascinating thing. If you've never read that study, go read it because that's what's happening here. We are putting people into roles in the uniforms of those roles, and then they're behaving exactly like they should. That's like when a dog um, is scratching his butt on your carpet. I never get mad at the dog. So that's what dogs do. Like you're insane to reprimand your dog for doing something that dogs do. Don't go over there and smell that other dog's butt. That's what dogs do. So you can't be mad when someone uh, does what they're intended to do. If I'm dressed up as a stormtrooper, I'm going to be a stormtrooper. Yeah, and the thing that they want to do is they want to fire the tear gas. They want that, this in the headlines. They want law and order in the headlines like you've talked about. That's why they'll send in more officers. I think we'll probably see the same darn thing here in the streets of Seattle. And if the, if, if the federal officers, some of them are here now, if they show up and force, then basically what's going to happen is there's a bunch of moms that are over in their Escalade they're in line right now at the Starbucks over in Sammamish. And that Escalade will seat six. And if you're lucky enough to have the third seat, you can cram two extra moms in there. So all these moms that were in the pink hat march are going to put their pink hats on and they're going to show up. And then all the dads, you, you go try to buy, buy a leaf blower right now in the city of Seattle, but you can't find one. The dads are going to show up. And I really believe the dads and the moms are showing up because their heart is in the right place. I really believe that. But then we got a standoff. And who doesn't want to watch a standoff at Ruby Ridge? That was riveting television. Who doesn't want to watch a standoff with David Koresh, even though we all thought it was horrible and we watched it each and every day 24-7? This is a television show. He's a television star. He's just creating great television. And so many people are falling into his trap. It's a TV show, you guys. And he's just trying to get the best ratings. That's all it is. It's the Ron and Don Show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. We had multiple offers, $50,000 more than the asking price. He had no contingencies, so I jumped on that one. When it comes to your real estate journey, it truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. That's what Peter did. I moved over to Kitsap County across from Seattle, and it was becoming more difficult to manage the triplex so I thought maybe I should check with them about whether it would be a good time to sell. When we first sat down, they showed me what property was selling for in my neighborhood. They had several suggestions on you know, when we should go on the market, what we needed to do to get ready to go on the market. And because I lived over in Kitsap County, it was going to be difficult for some of the general contractor type things. So I said, well, if you guys will do that, I'm, I'm ready to put it on the market. So they took over when the landscape person didn't do a very good job in their opinion they came over and redid it <laughs> and they didn't charge me anything for that so I, I was very thankful for that we went on the market we had multiple offers 
We had one fella that offered $50,000 more than the asking price. And in addition, he had no contingencies. So I jumped on that one. The important thing to me was my son is in college and he was getting ready to go to the UW and I've been renting him one of my apartments so I needed to find a, a replacement for him. Ron uh, basically did a check for the areas that I said I was interested in buying. He gave us a whole list of uh, properties that were available. He came with us Sunday morning and we looked at probably five different places, made an offer on one but didn't get that one, made an offer on a second one and did get that one. And and uh, it was just, it was a very smooth process. I would very much work with them again. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me at ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. We are Ron and Don. Don't forget, licensed brokers at Windermere. New website. Would you check it out? Ron and Don Sit Down. That's Ron and Don. Sitdown.com. Just check it out for us, would you? And uh, if you see a typo, an error, we think we got them all fixed. But if you know someone that's ready to buy, sell, or invest, would you share the website with them? If you'll share ronanddonsitdown.com, uh, it provides them an opportunity to hit a button and sit down with us virtually. There's no commitment on anyone's part. It's just a pretty fun 45-minute uh, conversation that we can do on a Zoom call. So, Ron, let's uh, look at a couple of the headlines right now with COVID-19. Uh, baseball's back. We saw Dr. Fauci uh, throwing out the first pitch the other day, and then people really reaming him because he was sitting in the stands, didn't have his, his mask, mask on. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, correct. Uh, uh, he wasn't wearing it correctly as a result of that. President Trump not throwing out a first pitch uh, this year, and that hasn't happened, I think, since Woodrow Wilson, which is kind of unbelievable. Uh, and then you have whole teams that are like, oh, I think we got the COVID-19. I don't know if we can play this year. Or you have whole teams that are like, hey, we're from Canada, eh? And we can't even get back to Canada, eh? Where are we going to play? And there's no other Major League Baseball teams that want to help Toronto right now. So when you look at this, we also see players that are beginning to opt out of the season. We see that happening right now more in football than we do baseball. It'll be really interesting to see if we have some superstars that step forward and say, you know what? I'm going to opt out here uh, in this shortened season because right now I just need to be with my family or right now in some cases I need to go be a doctor and that's exactly what a young NFL player is doing. I'm sorry. It's like I've been a sports fan my entire life. The crowd is part of the game. Like to me, this feels like watching practice. Like I know that the Mariners are trying to do their part and you can buy a cardboard cutout of yourself and they'll put it in your seat. And many fans are doing that. Uh, Fox Sports has tried to uh, do a CGI crowd that they've generated with like a Hollywood effects studio where they can change the primary colors to match the the home team. Um, But the whole thing to me is the crowd is part of the game. Like every big sporting event you and I have been to, the energy of the crowd is is the experience. Like when we we covered um, Michael Jordan's Bulls taking on the Seattle Supersonics with George Carl, the energy in that room was more charged. Probably probably top five of my entire life. 
There have been some concerts that I felt that same sort of energy with. The birth of my son. Birth of your son. Uh, <laughs> we went to a, uh, a championship fight in Las Vegas one time. Oh, and we covered right. that for HBO. Yeah. That energy you could feel. Being in an empty stadium feels like practice. Yeah. Uh, I've played on that field, and you and I played on that field in the softball league with 100 people there. It's not the same. Not the same. It is not the same. Maybe it's because the players. We were the players. Maybe that, Correct. Maybe That's we, also not the same. Maybe we were the problem. Yeah. So I, I just find this fundamentally flawed i have not checked in with a baseball game yet um football you've brought this up chance womack who was recently signed to the seahawks not a household name but he's an uh, offensive lineman he signed this year for nine hundred thousand dollars and then promptly said i'm not playing this year he has a legit reason so he's going to get paid one hundred fifty thousand dollars to not play for the seahawks taken out of next year's salary because he's had two people close to him get uh, COVID-19, and one person close to him has died. Mm. So he looked at this and said, I can't, I can't do this. I'm going to opt out. Other players have done this. There's you brought up, I believe it's the Kansas City Chief, who has a medical degree. Offensive lineman, yeah. He said, I'm out. Yep. And so he's opted out. He's going to go fight COVID. Good for him. And I think, and I believe it's the Miami Marlins that you talked about in baseball. Yeah, 12 players. Where 12 players have tested positive. I don't know how you do this. I was also reading the University of Washington in the Pac-12. Right now, the Pac-12, out of both sides of their mouth, is saying... All students are going to do virtual classrooms, full tuition, by the way. All students are in virtual classrooms. Pac-12 football still happening. I don't know how that works. I don't know how you're going to make this happen. Like spring football practice is scheduled to start with young men that are 18, 19 years old. We've seen the stories of, of young people, college age people saying, let's just have a COVID party and get this over with. And then someone dies. Um, we talked in, in two episodes ago to our friend Jim, healthy adult male, not in any sort of risk category, almost died. Episode 135, if you want to listen to Jim's story. Our old boss, Darren, died of COVID, a healthy middle-aged man. Darren Arians got So, um, I just, how, well, what happens to all the games with Miami? Like, do they forfeit the games until everybody's clear and then they come back? Do they bring up a bunch of AAA players and lose Two weeks of games. There's only 60 games. So in, in, for all intents and purposes, they're out. Yeah. Well, when you watch a Mariner game, whether there's fans there or not, it's kind of the same experience. Because <laughs> so far this year, this year, they've come out and they have to play, play the Astros and they're a three-game game slide already. So, uh, And they say that they're rebuilding now and they admit that. I guess if they're rebuilding this year, this is a good time of year, uh, of year for them to rebuild. I, I think the important thing here is a lot of times we rely, and this is what I've learned about myself, that sometimes I'm relying on others to educate my son. I'm relying on others to create some fun. I'm relying on others uh, to make my life better or to make my son's life or my family's life better. Uh, and right now, that's not happening. And, that, and that's, that's what those games do for a lot of us, especially those of us that have a lot of pressure. It, we don't show up as Republicans and Democrats. We don't show up in some election cycle. We've been just killing the hell out of each other on, on Facebook with a bunch of deep dart. What is that called? Dark space? Hi, this is Ron. Good.
Yeah, we haven't we haven't received the offer yet. Oh, so got it. Oh, okay. can I call you back as soon as we have that in hand so I have something yep. to look at? No problem. All right, man, I'll call you back as soon as I get I'm assuming they're going to include their pre-approval letter. So I'll call you back yeah. as soon as I have the offer in hand. Sounds good. Cool, man. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon. Right, Bye. Right. I don't know where we stopped. Do you? Uh, something about dark space. The dark space. I'm going to stop it and play it back. I just want like this. Obviously, want to get this deal together. Yeah, I'm trying to. So, so anyway, here's 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 my question. I I think it's better for some of us just to stretch here a little bit and just commit to the fact that maybe for the next year, you're if you have a family, you're you're the coach. For the next year, you're going to have to figure it out and have a bubble of kids and a bubble of parents. And you're going to have to be, you're going to have to create a bubble. Because a lot of the things that we are so used to that provide entertainment and fun are either not going to be with us or not going to be happening, or we're going to be in the midst of a football season like we were with basketball last year. And all of a sudden, they're just going to say, you know what? the games are over for this year. I mean, what do you do when this goes running through an NFL locker room? Or what do the Marlins do now if you have 12 players? Do you let the other players play? Because they've been around those players. Or do they quarantine for 14 days? And here you are in the middle of a season. So should you have to give those games up? Those, again, are television shows. These are television. And to Ron's point, what makes a great television show is the person sitting in the stands. Because then, as you look and you see that father and son in the stands, I see myself with my son in the stands. And you start reliving these memories. We love watching crazy fans because we all have a little crazy fan inside of us. It doesn't always come out, but when it does, it's a lot of fun. And then when you look at these players and how weird it is and they're sitting in different places and people have masks on and all, all it does is it reminds you of the pandemic again. And usually we're watching a game because we don't want to be reminded of a pandemic, but we are. Same thing with going out to eat. You sit there and everybody has a mask on, but you're allowed to take yours off, which is crazy. And that's one of the reasons why I think COVID-19 is spreading uh, in restaurants in a lot of different places right now. So I just think it would be, it's, it's just better for us to bite the bullet now, do without some of these things in our society so we can get back to it like other parts of the world have. In other parts of the world, they don't have this issue, they don't have this problem. You think there's four states right now that have over 400,000 cases of COVID-19. That would be Florida. That would be New York State. California. That would be California. And then there's one other. Texas, I believe. Yeah, Texas. Over 400,000 thousand people as we sit here right now of COVID-19 and instead of opening up federal hospitals we're sending federal soldiers into cities uh, to create some kind of standoff that none of us uh, need right now yeah it's well said and so I just uh, I agree with you like I don't know if I can full-throatedly yell for the Seahawks if we're still in the state of a pandemic it just seems odd it's very very odd maybe I maybe I'll feel that maybe I'll watch a game 
Uh, our old pal Andrew Walsh and I talked about maybe we go socially distant somewhere and try to watch a Mariners game together because we usually go to four or five Mariner games a season. Oh yeah, uh, and just hang out and see how that feels. I don't know. Maybe it'll feel great. No. I, don't know. I do. The other part of this, though, I like that we're trying. You know, Michelle Obama writes in her book that she grew up in a family of triers, and I like the fact that we're, we're trying. All right, it's the Ron and Don Show, episode number one thirty-seven. You guys only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. We heard your plea. Now you have three. Three episodes of The Ron and Don Show drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Hit the subscribe button and tell a friend. Hey, you guys. Episode number 137 of The Ron and Don Show. Was it Twitter that actually tweeted out that, hey, if you like working from home, you can work at home for the rest of your lives? Uh, I've also seen some studies, though, that have said people working from home is not good for their mental health. Uh, initially, people were really throwing themselves into their jobs, and they were getting a lot done. But now folks are sitting at home. They're not getting dressed for the day. Maybe you start numbing a little early because you're like, hey, I'm going to sit down, have myself a beer, and watch the game. And the problem is, there is no game! So then you have another beer. Anyway, uh, your thoughts on what Google's doing right now? Yeah, Google has just announced that most of their 200,000 employees do not come back to the office until July of 2021 so they have extended this uh another six months so basically a year from now which is incredible so i think to me i read through that of obviously this is a company built on analytics they're built on running the numbers they're built on very smart people with doctorates that can all write algorithms looking at the information and going hmm Let's not come back for a year. So what do you think that means? I think that that means we should pay attention to that. I think we should pay attention to the fact that one of the most valuable and most astute companies on the planet has looked at the information and said, yeah, July 2021. That says to me that, like you've talked about, we're not out of the first wave. Mm -hmm. There's another wave coming in the fall when the regular flu is going to overlay this flu, and it's going to be very hard for healthcare professionals to know which is which. Um, we've, we've got a long row to hoe, if you will. And so that's just, it's, um, it's very, very interesting to me. I still, I had to go by our Windermere office today and, uh, I try to not get laxical, lackadaisical about it. Cause I just had to run in and print something and run out. You have to go in, I have to scan a QR code that says, this is me. I answer four health questions. I hit submit so that it knows it can contact trace. Uh, if me or someone else comes down with COVID, it will know to, to say, hey, all of these people that were in the building the same time that Ron was in the building, everyone needs to know that uh, there was someone with COVID there. And, and so I just, I think there's a new world that we need to get used to. I, I find this... Um, I always look at what people do, not what they say. Hmm. So Google has done something here. Can you imagine the amount of office space they're paying for with 200,000 employees for a year to basically go unused? Saving a lot on toilet paper, though. They are saving a lot on toilet paper. That's a good point. Saving a lot on toilet paper. A lot of stores still can't catch up on the toilet paper. Have you noticed that? I haven't. I bought a 36-pack, and I'm still good right now. You're riding that. Yeah. And you're right. Why is it seventh generation nobody wants? Nobody wants Whenever the stores, when the, when, when the cupboards are bare, there's always... All, when there's always, a pandemic, you want as many chemicals as you can get. Yeah, there's always seventh generation stuff, and that doesn't kill anything, I guess, right? Well, it's not antibacterial or whatever. And people... Yeah, no, I'm not going to go on my rant. What were you going to say? Nothing. 
You can't say nothing. What were you going to say? Antiviral and antibacterial are different things. That's so true. getting an antibacterial spray doesn't mean it kills COVID, which is a virus. That's true. That's yeah. all I was going to say. Science! It's a thing. Wow. That's good. All right, you guys. Thanks for stopping by episode 137. We so appreciate you. And don't forget, we are licensed brokers at Windermere. Yeah, we would love it to assist you in your next real estate move. So whether that's upsizing, downsizing, right-sizing, if you're buy, selling, or investing, Don and I would love to sit down with you, have a chat over Zoom. I might even take a shower, depending on the time of the day it is. Uh, I'm not wearing pants, though, because it is shorts weather. It's sweltering here at Ron and Don World Headquarters. Tell everybody what we're doing right now. In a couple minutes, we're expecting something, and we're pretty we're pretty pumped about it, right? expecting to take our uh, my pants off so I can have shorts on? No, we have an offer coming oh, in. Oh, we have an offer coming in. That's yeah. right. We have an offer that's coming it's in. It's very exciting. In fact, you probably didn't know this, but episode 137, we've had to stop and start it probably 13 different times. So your job is to go back, listen to it, and see if you can find the 13 different times that we actually had a pause because we were working on this deal. Go. What are you still doing here? Go check it out. See, we're that good. Did you go check it out? That good. Don't forget, you guys, if you need us, reach out. Ronadonsitdown.com. That's Ronadonsitdown. <laughs> That's what I say to Charlie. He's over in the corner thinking he made a mistake. Keep your head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time only on the Ronadon Radio Network. Hey, it's G Force O'Neill, the brains of this operation, and the voice of the Ron and Don show. Well, that's it. Show's over. We'll see you next time on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Oh,